Hey, welcome to Talking Mindset with Murph. I'm D-Mac. I'm with our CEO, Brian Murphy. Murph, good morning. D-Mac, good morning, man. Hey, man, let's just jump right into this one. Uh, this one's all around ownership, this ism, so I want you to unpack this for us. Here it is. Own it all. The good, the bad, and the uncertain. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, what's important here is is just that concept of own it. Um, you can't uh, you're not always be a part of the winning team. You know, your, 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 your idea is not always going to be right. Um, the outcome isn't always going to be perfect, but if you get good at owning the result of whatever it is you're involved in, whether it was all you, a group or whatever, just take full ownership of it. You know, the good, the bad, you know, and, and uncertain, uncertain, especially, um, get good at knowing the outcome of what you just participated in and then own that. Because that's that self-reflection that, you know, looking in the mirror, go, getting one-on-one, you versus you, what could I have done better? That's that pursuit of perfection. How do I get a little bit better? Well, you have to have the raw material. And the raw material, the outcomes, the things that you're involved in, those things that you strive and fight for, it's really why I love and the company is really based around the uh, the arena quote from Theodore Roosevelt back from like 1926. It's not the critic that counts it's the person in the arena marred with dust and sweat. And in business, sometimes we, 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 uh, we want to attach ourselves to the good ideas and we want to run away from the things that weren't good. But I'll tell you, the things that we deem that aren't good or that are uncertain, the most opportunity generally sits in those two buckets because that experience allows us to learn from it, absorb it, and then you know, file that away in our, our mental junk drawer. We're like, when did I, oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm going to use what I learned this time. Right. And so, um, show me anybody that's done anything of significance and they will be able to list the times that they were wrong or uncertain or nervous or anxious or fearful faster than they ever will the wins. Show me somebody that can list all their wins like this. And I'll show you somebody that's never done anything. Um, and that, you know, they're, they were in the room. I, I call the, the wind seeker, the empty suit. Like they're just, they, they're the person that comes over the top with a, you know, a comment in a board meeting or in a meeting to sound smart, but they're not really, you know, it's the person grappling with, Hey, I didn't, I didn't really do this well, or our team might've missed here. That person's trying to get better, right? The, you know, so that's where this, this whole concept of, are you a hunting dog or are you a show dog or are you a racehorse or are you a show horse? Like for me, you know, I want to surround myself with racehorses and hunting dogs, right? Like I looking good. I've never seen anybody finish an Ironman triathlete and look good doing it. Right. Or, you know, you see people that win world championships or, you know, boxing matches or MMA matches, right? There's no, you know, they, they can be victorious, but they don't look good. And so to me, it all really files back down to, you know, effort and accountability and self-awareness, all of those things are, they, they matter to me. And so you got to own it all. I mean, if you, you really want to be somebody that, that people can depend on, then just own it, you know, own, own whatever, own stuff you weren't even involved in, own it for somebody else, like show some grace and take some pressure off somebody else. And that's, um, so that's where it comes from. Yeah, no, I, that, that's good. You know, I think about, you talk about own it for somebody else. I mean, we're obviously talking about like, you know, when, when people fall short, you know, it's like as a leader, you know, being that lightning rod, you know, I know in the, in the world of, of the major leagues, you know, we talk, uh, Bruce Bochy would talk about being a lightning rod, right? So when the lightning comes, he's going to take it, he's going to take ownership for the team. Although he knows like, 
probably, you know, strategically, he probably did everything he could to help our team win, you know, but the fact that what made him so great is he took ownership over, well, maybe I didn't communicate that effectively at two o'clock this afternoon with that particular guy, you know? And so it's like that level of, of reflection, you know, and, and I think about ownership, I think about the difference between a mirror and a window, you know, when you look at a mirror, you're like, oh, that's me. You know, you look out a window, you're like, oh yeah, you can blame somebody else, you know? So ownership to me is a mirror, not a window, you know? Yeah, and, uh, I love it. and, and, and we know this, but it's like the level of ownership that you take will always determine that, that the actions that you end up making. Right. And so it's like, if I take a lot of ownership, then that's going to, that's going to force me into action because I know I'm taking responsibility for this, you know? And then the action that you take will determine the improvements that you make, you know? So it's like, the, you know, if you start to deflect ownership and deflect responsibility, what you're really deflecting is your opportunity to grow. And if you're deflecting opportunities to grow, you're in trouble, you know, like you're not, you know, you're just not going to, you're not going to reach your potential. Right. And that kind of makes me sad, you know? So, well, yeah, well, look, and, and, and I love it. You're not going to reach your potential, but man, what about the other people watching? You know, what about your team members? Like, are you setting a standard that we don't own things? What about your kids? What about your spouse? Right. So, you know, what people think of us, they think of those that surround us. And so I, I, I put a lot of, of healthy pressure on myself to understand um, that this is a battle I have to keep fighting in life. Ownership is a battle I have to keep fighting. And, and it doesn't matter how much success you reach or how many awards people give you you have to stay in that moment of ownership and you have to understand that you are accountable for your actions you're accountable for the teams that you're on you represent the company you work for you represent your family and the more you take ownership and the more that you you know you help somebody else out and you look in that mirror i think the more self-aware you are and that to me is always a help me a lot. Um, so I, I think it, it impacts those around you. People learn from you. Um, and it really sets a standard. It, it can change the mindset of a company, of a team. If you have a couple people that don't take ownership. Yeah. You know, and I mean, this is true in relationships too, you know, like, uh, I know in conflicts with my wife, you know, like, even though I'm right, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. So, but in conflicts with my wife, I know like, there's two people, you know, there's two people and the first person to take ownership, right? And it's like, again, I was just kidding, but it's like, just in case she watches this, I was just kidding, you know, but no. Uh, so, um, but the first person that takes ownership and goes back and says, hey man, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I apologize for that. You know, I shouldn't have come at you that way. Like my tone was wrong, you know. Uh, but what that does is that starts to restore the relationship, right? You know, but what happens is, you know, if, if it sticks with the blame game, like, well, you shouldn't have said that and you shouldn't have said that. Right. And it's like, neither, neither person takes responsibility for, you know, where they fell short instead just wants to throw, you know, the other person under the bus or blame them. Then the relationship never gets restored. And again, whether that's marital, whether that's a team at work, you know, uh, a big part of ownership, a lot of times is, you know, sometimes we want to, we think about results, you know, and it's like owning results, good or bad, but a lot of times it's owning communication, you know, and owning, uh, you know, the, the process that led to that result. And, you know, maybe you didn't clearly communicate because, because ownership is, is not just owning the things that you did. It's owning the things that you failed to do as well. Yeah. 100%. And, uh, man, it, 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 everything's relationships. Right. Um, and, and I think, you know, for me, it's, um, 
what could I have done to help that situation? And that, that's just, you know, what, what, what more could I have done? And it, and, and it takes the, the, the blame game out. The finger pointing doesn't do any good, right? Um, and ultimately, if, if we don't get to the outcome we're trying to get to, it's really on all of us, right? And I, I view, you know, as CEO, I mean, any loss across the company, I have to own that. That's on me. And so I just, you know, a lot of times in our meetings, I say, you know what, hey, that's on me. You know, I, let's just now, now let's, I don't care about the fault, but let's think about the fix, right? And, and the faster by taking ownership, you get to the fix and you move away from the fault. And it takes a, it takes the right kind of person, the right kind of leader. And even in relationships, I mean, um, you know, uh, I am not the CEO of, of the Murphy family household. When I go home, I rank somewhere down way, we have two dogs and I'm way South of the two dogs. There might be some <laughs> inanimate, there might be a favorite table between me and the rest of them. And, um, you know, just understanding that, um, you know, nobody cares. That's not their reality. Whatever I'm dealing with at RQ or whatever we're accomplishing or whatever, that's, that's not the reality of my household, uh, when, when I go home and, and, and I have to own that as much as I own anything. Uh, it's tough. Ownership is tough, man. And, 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 but you know, what's the, you, uh, if you're not going to fight the ownership fight, right? If you're not going to, you know, push yourself to own things. Well, what's the other side? There's a lot of loneliness and emptiness, and, and you know, you can be right and alone, or you can be a part of the fix and and be around people and teams. And that's that kind of way I look at it. You know, being right's overrated. <laughs> that, that's good. You know, why do you think? Why do you think people struggle with ownership? Well, um, it's a good question, DMAC. I think that um, we're all a, uh, a function of our past experiences. So I think a lot of times when we, when we onboard new people and we tell them like, hey, at RQ, we want to be transparent and we're accountable, we're helpful, we're adaptable, we're focused. Like these are all things they've heard before, right? And depending on how many times they've heard that in their past, and it's been true or untrue. We're like, hey, we're a, we move fast. We're total entrepreneurial. You know, you know, break stuff. Let's go. And then the first time they break something, they get berated and, and dressed down in front of a room. Well, well, when they come into their next opportunity and they get told the same thing, ah, oh, we're entrepreneurial, and then and then they get berated, right? So I think that ownership becomes um, environmental. So are they really allowed to take ownership? So you know. Sometimes when we assign consequence to owning something, um, it, it has a negative effect, especially in business. And so to me, stuff's going to break. Things are going to go wrong. It's how we respond, that fix, right? But in a lot of times, the fault follows ownership. And when you, when you raise your hand and own things, in today's world, like, you know, everything that you can see on social media and the news and everything is about fault, man. Who do we put this on? Whose fault is it? When really the underlying thing is, why did this happen? Like, how do we keep it from happening, right? And so I, I tend to go to the fix, not the fault. Um, but I, that, I don't, I'd love, what's your, you know, what's your take on this, DMAC? Yeah, I, yeah, I think people fail to take ownership. One, I love what you said about environment, you know, um, for sure, you know, the, the environment does not, you know, uh, support that, you know? And then the second thing is, I think, you know, people, again, kind of like we said before in an earlier episode, 
like people connect their value or their worth to their competence, you know? And so if, you know, they, they fail, they see themselves as a failure, you know, and we know that's not true, right? Because we know just failing is a part of becoming a, you know, a successful person that has some success, you know, and goes on and, and does other things. And so, you know, I think a lot of times people attach their performance to their identity, you know, and so by, def, you know, deflecting, uh, you know, blame or whatever it is, you know, I think it, it it protects their ego a little bit, you know, and and again, and we've all been there. Like I've made that mistake too, you know, and it's no fun to come back a day or two later and say, hey you know, I shouldn't have done that, you know, and, and then, uh, because it just eats you up. I don't know about you, but it eats me up inside for two days before I go back and own something. You know, I've learned that along the yeah. way. It's like, just get, it's like, take off the band aid. I screwed this up. I, here's where I fell short, you know? Um, and I found it's way better to own something and let the other person say, Hey man, it wasn't your, that's way better when they say, Hey, no man, it wasn't just on you. It's like, Oh, that's way better than, you know, um, <laughs> deflecting blame because then what happens is it ultimately, you know, at one point it's going to come on you. And it, for me, it just eats me up inside. And then, and then I ruin, you know, two days of, you know, my life because it's just stewing, knowing that I need to go back and, and own what I need to own, you know? So yeah, I think a lot of people will, um, again, to protect themselves, you know, and, and I, I kind of compare it to like the, the ownership mentality versus this victim mentality, right? I mean, the ownership yeah. mentality is about first seeking reality. Like what, what happened? You know, what, what really happened? Then, then acknowledging reality, you know, and I love what, you know, Trevor Moat says a lot about neutral mentality, right? And like, this is about being neutral. Just acknowledge what happened, good or bad, acknowledge it, you know, and then, and then own it, you know, it's kind of step three. And then, and then when you own it, you can fix it, you can find the solution. And then when you find the solution, it promotes action, you know, versus this, this victim mentality of like, first step is avoid reality. Like, I don't, you know, uh, I, I don't like that it happened, you know, and then, and then you fight it, you know, you're just, you know, well, that's not what really happened. You know, you're kind of fighting against it. And then you, then you go to blaming, well, if everyone else would have just done their job, you know, and then <laughs> right, yeah. after blaming, you know, then it's, then you realize, oh, it's maybe on me. So then it's personal excuse time. You know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, I just wasn't feeling it today. I didn't have on my lucky socks or my, my rely quest jacket, my cool North face rely quest jacket, you know, or whatever it is. And then last, you just, the victim mentality is like, you just kind of wait and hope it goes away or wait and hope somebody else fixes, fixes it. And then, you know, then the team suffers, you know, you suffer. And then, uh, so anyway, so yeah, I, I, I compare it, you know, again, looking at mindset, but I love the fact that you brought up the environment, right. Supporting yeah. ownership because it's so true. I, but you know, it's just fight or flight, right? So our first instinct as a human is self-protection. And so, yeah. um, you know, the victim mentality <clears throat> is really, for me, I think everybody starts down that path at different points, you know, like something happens. I, I, I may start, I may take that victim fork in the road, but I get a couple steps down the road and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't want to be on this road. So now how do I come back and just say, Hey, that was on me. I shouldn't have done that. I, so there are no absolutes. And that's, that's what I love about things is I may make a choice and decide, yeah, I didn't like that. I don't, I don't like that version of myself. Right. So I'm going to go back and make that right. And that's okay. I, I do that with our kids or, you know, with, with, with Renee, especially I learned a long time ago that if, if Renee and I aren't good, like we're not in a good place, then I can't go out and be good in whatever I'm trying to do. Like I'm that dependent on that connection. Um, and, uh, her opinion, it, it really matters to me. And, and so, um, 
you know, that that's where I've just learned to kind of quickly go back and let's not fight that headwind and nine, you know, 9.9999 times out of 10, I'm the problem. Um, and so it's like, you can go down that victim mentality in a relationship or in a business or a decision, but that's okay. Get four or five steps down the road, leave some breadcrumbs though, because you can walk back and, and take a different direction. Because, you know, as long as you can catch yourself, that's all that matters. You know, I mean, we yeah. can be wrong in the moment, but don't stay wrong. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think that's important. Like, be, be, be fallible. We all are. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if uh, you know, if, if, if I was perfect seeking my perfection, then, you know, I'd weigh 20 pounds less and would have worked out this morning. And, and uh, I didn't. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. I'm not going to tell you why somebody kept me from, you know, getting up an hour early or tell you a sad story. I didn't make that choice, right? I didn't prioritize it. So I wasn't intentional with my time. So I can I can hear John Berger coming down the hall telling me that uh, never apologize for physical training, never apologize for PT. So... <laughs> The Colonel. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you in regards to, I love the, you bringing up the fact of, of self awareness, right. And just realizing like, Hey, look, we're not perfect in the moment. We can, it's easy to take the victim mentality for sure. I've been there too, you know, but just to realize like, Hey, this is not going to be helpful, you know, and to make sure you've, you've left a trail of breadcrumbs to get back to, you know, the path to ownership. So you can, you know, find the solution and ultimately get to the action to, to, to fix or improve whatever, whatever needs to be done, you know? So, uh, great points there. Um, yeah. And really to, to everyone listening in, um, one, thanks, but two, I'd think about ownership in, in your own team and in your own career, you know, cause the separator, truly the separator for having a life or a professional career that you want to have hinges on the ownership that you take. It truly does because that's what's ultimately going to lead to the growth and that's what's only going to um, ultimately going to lead to to taking the action that's going to lead there. So really think about areas, you know, this week, you know, about what are some areas, you know, again, whether it's relationally at home or whether it's at work that that you can take greater ownership in so you can do what you need to do to get where you want to get to. So Murph, thanks so much for uh for this morning. Thanks for just, uh, you know, this conversation and, and look forward to more in the future. Appreciate you, bud. All right, man. Take care.